Tool number 14, how to handle the holidays. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, sort of. The holidays can be a beautiful time to celebrate, reflect, be together with loved ones, etc. And it can be a time full of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and not-so-holiday cheer. There are lots of reasons to eat and lots of holiday foods available. It can be a recipe for disaster for your waistline. Sometimes it feels like once Halloween rolls around, it's downhill from there until January 1st. Leftover Halloween candy, Thanksgiving, holiday events, get-togethers, cookie exchanges, end-of-the-year parties, college football season, family holidays, New Year's, travel, kids off from school, mother-in-law comes to visit, throw in an anniversary or birthday in. Is it any wonder we gain weight during the holidays? There is so much going on that it's easy to just throw your hands up in the air and say, screw it, I'll get back on track after the holidays are over. However, from Halloween to January 1st is about 20% of the year. That's no small amount of time. What would happen if you decided to just mail it in for 20% of your job? What if you decided to be faithful to your spouse, except for about 20% of the time? You can't give up on 20% of anything and expect to succeed. The holidays don't have to be a disaster, and you don't have to be miserable eating lettuce all day either. With just a little bit of planning and thinking ahead, you'll be amazed at how good you can feel on January 1st and set yourself up for feeling great in the new year. How are you thinking about it? A lot of times we give up before we even start. We tell ourselves, I can't lose weight during the holidays. There's just too much going on. Insert drama here. Well, let's explore that a little. Number one, make a list of the sentences you're telling yourself about the food and the healthy habits over the holidays. Number two, write all the reasons why it's hard or why you can't lose weight over the holidays. And then number three, ask yourself, Is this true? What is evidence that the opposite might be true? Let's take a few examples. Number one, I can't lose weight during the holidays. All right, let's look for some reasons. A, it's too hard to keep up with everything. B, I'm so busy with work and holiday shopping. C, there are lots of holiday events to attend. D, I am super stressed. E, the kids will wanna bake cookies. All right, next, let's look, is this true? What is evidence that the opposite might be true? So we're going to take the first sentence. It's too hard to keep up with everything. Is it true? Well, it's true if you tell yourself it is. That becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Be careful what you tell yourself. You just might believe it. Let's look for evidence of the opposite. Are you currently keeping up with things? What are the things that don't have to get done right now? When were times in the past when you did keep up with things? Let's look at the next sentence. I'm so busy with work and holiday shopping. Is it true? Yeah, it's probably true that you're busy. However, sometimes being busy means that we are even more efficient with our time. How can you get more done in smaller chunks of time? Let's look for evidence of the opposite. What are times of the day or week when you're less busy? Who is someone in your home who is less busy? 
How can you delegate shopping to those times of the week or to someone else who has more time available? Next sentence. There are a lot of holiday events to attend. Is it true? Yeah, that's probably true. But let's count them up. Exactly how many events do you have? Three? Five? Fifteen? Getting clear and realistic about the actual number can make you feel a little more control over those events. Now, let's look for evidence of the opposite. Try this. Count up the number of meals you have a week. Usually, that's about 21, so three meals times seven days. Of those 21 meals, how many will be at a holiday event? Probably not more than two or three in a week. That leaves roughly 18 to 19 meals of the week that are completely within your control. Next sentence, I'm super stressed. Is it true? Possibly. How might your thoughts be contributing to your feelings of stress? What are you afraid of? What's the worst that could happen if things don't work out perfectly? Let's look for evidence of the opposite. What are things you feel grateful about? What makes you feel relaxed and happy about this time of year? And finally, the last sentence, the kids will want to bake cookies. Is it true? Maybe. Have you asked them? Let's look for evidence of the opposite. Maybe there's something else you can create together this year. Maybe do a craft instead of baking things. Or maybe choose to bake cookies with the kids and really be present and enjoy it. Either way, claim your agency. Sure, there will always be things outside of your control. And if you take time to look at all the things that are within your control, there are a lot of things that you could look at differently. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. Look for the things you want to find. Create a holiday that is on your terms. It is so easy to worry about what needs to happen or make your mother happy or how to keep Uncle Eddie from getting drunk and insulting your father-in-law. At the same time, you get to decide what is most important to you. This is a special time of year. What are your favorite things? Decide what you want from this holiday season. Notice what the day is about. Decide what you're going to care about and what you're not. It is really easy to get wrapped up in the emotional surprises or even just the stress of the season and eat as a way to soothe over the emotions. But maybe not everything is worth eating over. Decide what is worth eating emotionally over and what's not. Holiday anxiety. Let's get really clear on what's going on in your mind. What exactly are you worried about? Write it out. For example, whose feelings are you trying not to hurt? What family dynamics are you worried about? Who drives you crazy that you know will be there? What logistics are too tight or too convoluted to make you anxious? What if you overeat? How will you treat yourself? Get it all out on paper. It is so much easier to deal with worries when you can see them in the light of day rather than letting them rattle around and have free reign in your brain. Be intentional. Number one, create a plan. I cannot stress enough how valuable it is to plan ahead. 
You can plan by the day, by the week, or just loosely for unusual holiday treats that are more available during this time of year. Set realistic goals and create a plan to implement them. Do not expect perfection. Make sure your goals and your plans for yourself are realistic and account for travel, fatigue, and unexpected things that come up. Make your goals super attainable to help yourself feel successful during the season. Little successes help you feel motivated to keep going. Number two, give yourself micro rewards for following through on your plan. This is not about saving up for a massage in three weeks. This is about mini high fives to give yourself in the moment when you leave a little bit of wine in the glass or decide that you're done and avoid getting seconds of grandma's turkey stuffing. It is so imperative to give your brain a reason to like following through on your goals so that it will remember to want to keep doing that. Number three, what are the treats that just really make the season for you? Great. Identify them and plan when you will have them. How many will you have that will feel satisfied and not like you overdid it? Decide what is worth splurging over and what's not. Make that food earn its way in. Give yourself the freedom to splurge. It's okay. Just plan for your splurges versus reacting to the moment. Number four, ask yourself, how do I want to feel on January 1st? You can work your way backwards from that feeling and reverse engineer it to make it a reality. Have awareness. Don't tune out by telling yourself it's just too hard to lose weight during the holidays. Give yourself the gift of being present with your choices and enjoy everything you choose to put in your mouth. Number five, be prepared to say no. Have a go-to excuse for why you're not eating Aunt May's fruit casserole. You can decide to share that you're watching what you eat, but sometimes that gets pushed back. So if you don't want the comments or feeling the judgment, just try making a joke like, "Ah, I'm trying to quit or no thanks, I'm driving. Either way, you get to decide. Holiday tactics. Okay, now let's talk about specific actions you want to take to help make this the healthiest holiday season you have ever seen. Part one, food. Number one, don't arrive hungry. Depriving yourself or restricting your food earlier in the day only makes your brain more freaked out and wanting all the food. Allow yourself to eat sensibly earlier in the day so that you don't arrive to the party starving. Number two, avoid the snack table. It is really easy to lose track of how much you've had when the snacks are small and there's very little evidence to show you how much you ate. If you really want a snack, put it on a plate and portion it out. Decide how much you want to have and have that, but not more. Try and keep evidence of how much you've had. For example, collect toothpicks from all the pigs and blankets that you had so you can see how many are accumulated over time. Number three, put all snacks and quote nibbles on a plate. When you're cooking, it can be tempting to just have a nibble. In the same way that snacks are hard to keep track of, nibbles while you're cooking can really add up to a lot more than you think. Portion out the nibbles you want to have on a plate so that you can see the total amount that you want to eat. Have awareness around how much you're eating. Four, bring your own. 
Control the controllables by bringing a healthy dish so you know there's at least something you can fill your plate with. Bringing a veggie tray is an easy go-to. Number five, use smaller plates. Smaller plates trick your brain into thinking that you ate more. The opposite is also true. Crazy, I know. Number six, leave white space on your plate. When serving yourself, try and see the plate beneath your food. If there's so much food on your plate that you can't even see the white space of the plate underneath, then put a little bit back. You likely won't miss it. And you can always go back for more if you want to. Number seven, fill up on healthy foods first. Look at all the food and try to identify the healthiest thing. Put that on your plate first. Next, make the healthier items the bigger portions on your plate. If you're still hungry, you can always go back, but give yourself a chance to fill up on the healthy stuff and, and just a single serving of the, you know, less than healthy things. Eight, avoid or minimize salty carbs. Both salty food and starchy carbs like pasta, bread, potatoes, and rice hold water in the body and lead to bloat. If you can avoid these things, definitely try. You probably won't miss that extra serving of bread rolls. Number nine, enjoy every bite. Be present. This food is special. Be there for it. Taste it. Smell it. Chew it. Experience it. Number 10, choose your treats and enjoy. Just be intentional about it. Plan for when you'll eat them and how much. Then enjoy the heck out of those foods. Just plan it versus eating mindlessly. Number 11, portion it and freeze the rest. Leftovers can sit there in your fridge and you feel like you should eat them because you don't want the food to go to waste. If you don't want to toss it, freeze it. Freeze it in single serving sizes so that you can thaw one portion at a time. Exercise. Number one, have realistic expectations. Be imperfect. Any movement, no matter how little or how slow, is still better than sitting on the couch. If it's cold outside, how can you get a little movement inside? Walk the stairs, do a YouTube video, play Twister. Plan a walk. Get outside if you can to get some vitamin D and fresh air. Even a short walk to the mailbox and back can help. Enlist the family. What can you do to involve other people? Sometimes if someone else is expecting you to exercise with them, it can make it easier to show up and get moving. Water. Hydrate all day. Remember all the ways that water helps you lose weight? (laughs) Yep, that still counts during the holidays. Plus, it's easy to lose track of how much you drink when you're off your routine, as we often are during the holidays. Make a point to drink as much water as you can. It works! Also, check out the section on how to drink more water and why. Alcohol. Number one, sugary drinks add a lot of calories. Things like margaritas, mixers, or eggnog have lots of sugar. Try sticking with wine or beer or low-carb mixed drinks like vodka tonic. Number two, go for one. Have one glass of water for every drink. Number three, have a cutoff. Identify a cutoff time for when you'll stop drinking. Identify how many you'd like to have and how many is too many. Number four, plan it. 
Just like with your food, be intentional with alcohol. Have a plan ahead of time. Sleep. Number one, less sleep means you're prone to eat more. Number two, prioritize your Z's to be more in control of your decisions. Number three, get to bed at a regular time. Number four, if you're out late, naps are your friend. Number five, cut off caffeine early in the day. Number six, go easy on the booze. Alcohol helps you fall asleep, but it wrecks your quality of sleep. And finally, the aftermath. Make a meal plan now for the week after the holiday. Create a grocery list too. Plan in some healthy, lighter meals for the days between the holidays and after the holidays. Make it easy on yourself by removing decision fatigue. And plan it out now while you have more energy because you'll be tired after the holiday.